What's up, football fans? Welcome to Role Models, the number one fantasy football podcast for the league, formerly known as the Andrew Luck Retirement League, also the COVID Bubble League, and is now the Anti-Vax Players Only League. I'm your host, Chip Setterfield, joined by the Sultan of Sleepers, Brian Wolf. Wow, that was a that was a creative one. You usually usually get like your references from like musical titles and stuff like that. So yeah, that was good. I liked it. Thanks, buddy. I originally I put the uh, J to my Y, um, and now I'm regretting saying that out loud because I can no longer use that one next week. But uh, mm. yeah, I I did go musical at first. Mhm. No, it was good. Just uh, feels good to be back. This is uh, gonna be a little shaken off the rest here for the first couple weeks. We haven't done a pod in God like eight months now. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Uh, we'll. I'm sure it'll be fine. No problems. No problems. No problem. And now, some news from the league. We'd like to say a big old welcome to Ethan. Um, the rest of you jabronis, just a normal welcome back. Uh, yeah, it uh, feels good to fill up the 12th spot with uh, someone who wants to do it. I know Martini had fun last year, but it sounded like she was not opposed to getting filled in for her spot this year. Yeah. Yeah, she was happy to take a step away. I she's doing one for work, um, so mm. she's still in the game. You know what I mean? So sure. I don't know. A couple couple fantasy leagues to manage is a is a full time job almost. Yeah, I mean, I would love to make it my full time job. Mm. Wouldn't uh, that be the dream? <laughs> that is the dream. <laughs> uh, so just get. Uh, you have any? It's preseason, dog. You have any thoughts on? What you've seen in the game so far? Uh, yeah, I have a couple. Uh, they're nothing like super groundbreaking, but I don't know. I was uh, I was worried about Jamar Chase and just some of the news I was hearing from camp, especially with his, I don't know, I guess his lack of readiness for the NFL. And it kind of showed really, really glaringly on, I believe it was Sunday, when he had four out of five drop passes. Now, you're a an elite wide receiver. And I know it's your rookie year, so you got to shake off the jitters or whatnot. But, like, come on, it's preseason, man. If you're not making your catches now, it's not going to get easier. Yeah, I. it's hard to argue um, with the Jamar anti-hype. Um, I. It's kind of wild that the Bengals of all teams have three wide receivers going in like the top 45 wide receivers um there's no way there's no way that returns actual value for all of them so you know i i I do think there's we should be good in the passing game obviously joe burrow is talented but uh i don't think all three guys will feast and uh we'll have to see how it shakes out but i would not put my money on jamar as of right now Mm mm-hmm yeah, just uh, especially being a rookie, too. Like, it just usually doesn't pan out. Nevertheless, the narrative doesn't even help him either. Yeah. yeah. Um, Speaking of rookies, uh, what do you think about Zach Wilson? I don't know. I don't I don't get the hype. Maybe I've just seen the Jets just suck probably about as long as the Browns. And who knows? Maybe this is their Baker Mayfield. But I don't know. I, I think there's a lot, a lot of headwinds for them. You know, rookie quarterback, new head coach who's never coached or who's never been a head coach before. And I don't know. It's uh, 
I think it would be interesting. I'm not really hating on any of the rookie quarterbacks. I think they all look pretty decent, but yeah, I don't know. The All the hype around him is just kind of confusing. Yeah, I'm with you. I don't get it. It would be cool to see the Jets actually be good for once. I don't think they've been super relevant since uh, Fitzpatrick was their quarterback, so that kind of hurts. Um, but yeah, yeah. I, I'm i personally excited for all the year two wide receivers. There was a dirty class of rookie wide receivers last year, and I am pretty excited for all those guys in their year two. Oh, yeah, for sure. I definitely, definitely bet heavy on that this year. So, I don't know. The narrative is there, and they're all on good teams. So, hopefully, uh, it pans out for them. Yeah. Yeah, no kidding. And now for everyone's favorite bit that we do. The post-draft power rankings. Starting off big, Team 1, who I think knocked it kind of out of the park, sort of. It's Peter. Peter Tierney, trash-talking god among men. Uh, He he got a late-round value in Gus Edwards, and I think that bump alone brings the rest of his draft to being the best out out of all of us. Yeah, no, I wouldn't. Uh, I wouldn't doubt you there. I have him a few ticks lower than you. I have him as the third team, so you know, not doing him much disservice there. Um, but same reason as you, like the the accidental Gus Edwards pickup was great. Like you, very rarely ever get a starting running back in the tenth round that could potentially finish top ten, even top five, depending on how the season goes. And yeah. It's even better because I I personally did not like his Gaskin pickup. Uh, Miami's kind of switching it all up. I think they're going to go real pass-heavy this year, and I think Gaskin kind of becomes a side note as the year goes on. Mm. I don't I don't mind that take. I, I think Gaskin can return value, but I don't mind that take. I do have an uh, issue with Gus Edwards being a potential top five. There's I would put so much money against that happening. Top really? five? Top five? Yeah. I mean, shoot, there. Dobbins was drafted as a top five. Yeah, I didn't like him as a top five either. And I like the talent of Dobbins better, but I didn't. I wouldn't have put money down on him being a top five. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I just said that because Baltimore's always had a great running game, and you got Lamar there too, so I don't know. I mean, we'll see. But, all right, top five maybe be a little, might be a little bit hasty. I'd say top ten's probably more realistic. Yeah, it's for me. It's kind of like the Bills, where when your uh, quarterback is that um, is that mobile, uh, it really hurts the value of the running backs. Moving on in the second slot, I have Alexis Shro, Daddy herself. I the only pick, dude. She just kept like she just kept making picks, and I was like, man, that's a great pick right there. I don't know. I like every time I kept thinking to myself, like that's a good pick. Um, she, I, the only one I didn't like was Fournette, uh, and that's because last year that dude absolutely screwed me. So, <laughs> um, and I think the year before that he might have screwed me, uh, too. So, pretty pretty out on Fournette personally, but yeah, Allie is is team number two for me. Yeah, so we we kind of differ there. Uh, I have her as 
No offense, Allie, team number 10. Um, wow. My, my reasoning was because of her lack of RB depth. So, okay, Najee Harris, love that pick in the second round. He'll probably be a stud for uh, for Pittsburgh, who kind of beefed up their line, and I think he's going to start leaning more and more on running as Big Ben gets older. But then she followed it up with her next starter being Mike Davis, and then, like you said, Leonard Fournette, and then J.D. McKissick. You have one startable running back. Mike Davis will, I mean, he'll probably be all right, but, like, I don't know. He's old and on a bad offensive line team. So, like, I don't know. I just wasn't as big of a fan of it. But then again, she's got Stefan Diggs and Keenan Allen. So a lot of the people who I kind of disparaged for their lack of running back depth have some sweet wide receivers to uh, back it up. So hopefully that uh, helps pick up the slack there. But, man, just like just knowing how our league runs with how heavy everyone goes towards running backs, it might be some tough sledding if – any of her running backs go down, really. Yeah, I think that's a fair thing. I think I like Mike Davis more than you do. Um, I think he'll return uh, top 24 RB value, um, and if you have a stud team around him, he'll he'll be a good plug-and-play. Um, <laughs> moving on, I, in my hubris, have placed myself in third. Um, <laughs> I like running backs, and it showed in the draft, um, and that's kind of the rose-tinted glasses I look at uh, this ranking in, and uh, I got some running backs, dude. I, I like the guys that I picked up, so... Yeah, I'll give you that. You got some some tight running backs. I loved loved your Zeke pick. I think he'll be back this year with Dak being back. And then your wide receivers are great, too. Like, honestly, it was a... You had a pretty solid lineup altogether. I had you in the seven spot. I mean, I don't know. I wow. thought there were some people, I mean, to give full disclosure, I didn't put myself much higher. I was in the sixth spot. So like, it's not like it was a huge difference there, but I don't know. I I'm hoping Montgomery really, really fills in for you, but I don't know. I've just seen so much of Joe Mixon. I've been hurt by him a couple times already. I just, I wasn't impressed with, uh, with Mixon and I've kind of steered clear of him for the past couple seasons. Yeah, my real knock to my own draft is um, I accidentally uh, quadrupled down on the Bengals um, because I also have Joey B and uh, T. Higgins. Those are my favorite three Bengals, but they also, like, you know, the Bengals aren't necessarily, like, a great team. You know, they haven't they haven't shown it, so. Um, yeah, your, uh, your inner homer came right out during this draft. Yeah, I didn't even mean to, and then Chris called me out on it, and I cried a little bit inside. Um, moving on, you're my team four, um, you're in the four spot. Also, you are a big running back guy and you got some good ones there. Just, uh, not as good as the ones that I got. Um, debatable, but we'll, we'll stick to the narrative for now. Um, yeah, I mean, I put myself in the sixth spot, so a little bit down from where you put me, not much though. Uh, yeah, I've always been a big guy in running backs. That's taken me pretty far every season because there always seem to be some big injuries that go on um also didn't bet myself all that high because i'm really really betting on the wide receiver or the second year wide receiver breakout narrative because i think i drafted three or four second year wide receivers so like if i'm wrong which you know statistics and time have shown me to not be wrong it's a might 
might go south pretty quickly if I only have running backs to fall back on. I yeah. might have a, a lot of floor, maybe not too much ceiling if my wide receivers don't show up. Yeah, yeah, I uh, have one or two second-year wide receivers myself. I think it's an easy narrative to get caught up in. Um, moving right past that, I have Chris at uh, the five spot. I thought he was doing well uh, pretty early, and then he absolutely threw the draft uh, when he drafted A.J. Green. Yeah. Oh, of course. I uh, You have him in the five spot. I actually put him at number one. I was, uh, I don't know, I wouldn't say impressed, but just like really, really happy that he got uh, Christian McCaffrey in the third pick overall. Like, I know Peter was like hell-bent on getting Dalvin Cook, and for some reason the computer thought Derrick Henry was better than Christian McCaffrey. But, yeah, he got Christian McCaffrey and then Chase Edmonds, which should probably pay off for him. And then he just bookends it with Calvin Ridley, Justin Jefferson, and Chris Godwin. Like, damn, that is a that is a thick team right there. Although, uh, he might be uh, might be hitting the waivers pretty quickly for tight end after the Irv Smith injury and then Robert Tunyon being kind of a dart throw this year. Yeah, and Tunyon sort of broke out last year uh, and with the return of... Uh, Rodgers, uh, he should be all right. Mm-hmm. Or at least I would think so. All right, team six, I have AJ. Uh, he's the first of the AI, and the AI actually surprised me. The auto pick surprised me this year. I didn't think any of the auto pick teams were just like pushovers. Um, I thought it did surprisingly well, um, especially AJ's. Uh, but that auto picker seemed to go heavy for RB, so um, I, I always like that. Yeah. Oh, for sure. The auto-drafter was a man after my own heart. Or woman. I don't know what the computer is. But, yeah. They took that. Yeah. Jonathan Taylor, Austin Eckler, and Josh Jacobs as his first three picks. Wow. That is uh, that is hard to come by. Like, he just... Honestly, the computer killed it for him. I, uh, I think he's in a pretty good spot. I have him as the number five. So, we were, like, neck and neck there with the rankings. Gotcha. Gotcha. Agreed. So team seven in the seventh spot, I have Andrew. Um, I don't love the Washington double up of, uh, Terry McLaurin and, uh, Gibson. I think if you have a running back and a wide receiver from the same team, there's no way they both score on the same, um, play. So you're really capping your upside. And I also don't think Washington's that great of a team. And I think Gibson's a little overhyped. He's mixing for you in my eyes. Um, okay. I think I don't think he'll have all three downs. Uh, I think JD McKissick will eat into his third down work, and I think that's big. I think that's big enough to take him out of top twelve running backs. Yeah. No, that's a that's a fair assessment. I had him a little more generous than you do. I had him in the two spot. A little um, bit, a I, little more generous. Yeah, I uh, I like the running backs that he took. Uh, Kamara, Gibson, I don't mind. I had Gibson last year in another league, and he did just fine for me. Also had Terry McLaurin in another league last year. So the Washington uh, narrative you just brought up really didn't bite me, or at least didn't show up like biting me last year. Um, but yeah, overall, just like pretty pretty solid team, and I mean. Andrew's always been a very active person on the waivers. I mean, shoot, he's already made like two or three transactions in the past two days. So, I mean, if he doesn't like what's going on, I'm sure he'll be able to switch it up and change it around and right the ship if it's going in the wrong direction. 
Agreed. Andrew's always a force to be reckoned with. Moving on to Team 8, I have Brandon. Uh, another auto picker, he lost Dobbins, um, but he had the number one pick overall, so, you know, that's that's helpful. Uh, if Mostert actually hits, which he can, uh, he just needs to stay healthy, uh, he should have some good talent in his starting lineup. It's just uh, the depth really kind of makes me nervous. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, you and I were neck and neck with that ranking. I also had him at the eight spot. Again, at no fault of his own, losing Dobbins before the season even starts is devastating, especially when that was his second pick overall. But, I mean, the computer helped him out and got him Mahomes and Andrews, so I'm sure they will help bolster his team until some new running back pops up or he maybe makes a trade or something like that. So, not too worried about him, but he's definitely going to have to climb to get to the top five like he did last year. Yeah, I agree. I think he has his back up against the wall just a little bit from that draft. Moving on mm-hmm. to Team 9. I have Ethan. Uh, not to light up Ethan in his introduction to the league, but uh, James Robinson as an RB1? I don't buy James Robinson as a RB1 this year. Um, I think he was surprisingly good, but he was an undrafted free agent um with a bad line and they literally drafted somebody to replace him that person got hurt i i just don't buy james robinson this year i i just i don't get it yeah i mean i also have him in the ninth spot i mean drafting and the 11th place isn't easy you got to take your shots when you when you need to and he took a shot on james robinson honestly i was kind of upset he took him because i wanted him Although, like you were saying, second round seemed kind of egregious. I was hoping to get him in, like, the fourth round. So, I don't know. Um, we'll see. I mean, he his team looks good. He has some scary wide receivers. But, yeah, the, the RB depth, like you were mentioning, is just a little, a little shaky right now. Soup shaky. Moving on to 10th, I have Tony, uh, who is an auto picker. Um, I thought it did all right. It doubled up on Green Bay, which I don't like. Um, I think it's probably better than the double up for uh, Washington. Yeah, and again, he was uh, auto-drafting, so he kind of had no no choice but to just take what he got. Um, I had him in the 11th spot, so again, not too much different than you. But yeah, I mean, I didn't really have anything uh, much to say. Like There really weren't any glaring things that really made me nervous about his um about his lineup or who he got drafted but like i don't know it just it seems like the computer kind of ran out of steam after the fourth round and then just started taking whatever was open and available at that point like not even following adp so yeah we'll see but i think he has rust right so that might be his saving grace there yeah i kind of doubt it but maybe uh, 11th spot, I have Dan. Um, I Dan is one of the fan favorites of the show. Um, but starting out in a tough, tough spot this year, uh, unless he can start Lamar at running back, I think I think Dan's team uh, is hurting a little bit for for usable running backs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I uh, didn't disparage him as hard as you did. I have him in the fourth spot. Um, I thought he did 
well with his first few picks. He got some big, big names, but I mean, like you said, unfortunately, taking your first running back in the third round, all the cream of the crop is gone, and you're starting to get to those fringe RB1, RB2 guys. So, yeah, Kareem Hunt and Ronald Jones, I wouldn't be, I mean, whatever. That's not terrible rolling those out when you got Metcalf and Kelsey, but if one of those guys goes down, you got Melvin Gordon and then nothing. So, yeah, there's a like to see a little more depth, but otherwise he's got some big playmakers in there that could uh, help him out in the meantime. Yeah, I 11th might be a little a little harsh, but um, like I said, I did this based on RBs mostly. Uh, and then in last place, you and I agree, we have <laughs> Mr. Mitchell Kukla. Um, oh, it started off okay, um, but again with the running backs, for some reason in the middle rounds, um, the whatever bot was picking for Kooks decided it was just going to take a bunch of flyers on running backs that might be good this year, and it was wild to watch. Yeah. 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 Auto-drafted decently well, but his team was unfortunately the uh, return to the mean. Uh, yeah, you got Saquon, who, who knows, God knows when he's going to start. Like, they're even talking about him not starting week one, maybe not week two either. And then you got it followed up by two rookie, wide, or not wide receivers, running backs that, in my opinion, are on meh teams and don't really even have, like, the starting position fully locked up for their own. I mean, you can hopefully... Hopefully you have D-Hop and Julio there that can pick up the slack in the meantime. But, man, oh, man, just knowing how people hoard running backs in our league, it is uh, it's not looking pretty. Let's put it that way. He really, really better hope that the computer was right on those bets. All right, everybody. Thanks for listening to the podcast this week. And special thanks to Eternal Producer from Pixabay for use of our theme song. Wolfie, you have any words of wisdom for the way out? Uh, yeah. Uh, everyone, it was a great draft. Um, I'm happy we got it done in under an hour. I think that's almost record time for us, so that was good. But uh, yeah, um, we're going to continue having guests of the show. People seem to love that bit from last year, so... Uh, whenever people want to come on, we'll either invite them after they've had a really good week or if everyone's just kind of in the middle ground of how they did, we'll just bring up someone if they want to be on. I think Dan came on twice. Uh, Brandon was on one or two times as well. So we like to get a full mix. Hopefully we can get everyone in at some point this year. So yeah, feel free to speak up. We love, uh, love having guests. It makes the content so much better. You don't want to hear both of us just rambling on for 10 minutes straight. <laughs> no, it's definitely better when you have a third person to ramble. Yeah.